Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Space Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And this one is going to shock you. This one is going to shock you. The Cubs ought to make a trade. The Cubs ought to make a trade. And I can hear you now saying, you stupid fool. Didn't you pay any blasted attention? The trade deadline is passed. The Cubs can't make any more trades. Not like anybody wants anybody on their major league roster anyway, but you silly, silly, ignorant fool, don't you know the Cubs can't make any trades? Well, actually, yeah, they can. The Cubs can still make trades. And the Cubs, tomorrow, ought to make a trade. The Cubs ought to make a trade tomorrow. Totally, completely, seriously. And really, it's not that far-fetched. It's not that far-fetched. I don't know if you've been following the standings. I know a lot of people have moved on to uh, Justin Fields, you know, fo- football stuff, or what, or or just watching the dive for five, which I. But actually. The Reds might make the playoffs. The Reds might make the playoffs. It's kind of stunning. But last couple of my podcasts have been talking about how the um, Padres have kind of been stumbling. Stumbling really seriously. And if the Cincinnati Reds play really well, down the stretch, the next, what is it, six, seven weeks, whatever it is. They can make the playoffs. They can make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs, you just never know. So now the question is, do the Reds have any justification for making a trade with the Cubs? And if so, how, how would it how would it even play out? Uh, I went a little bit of the distance. I did a little bit of the legwork. But the key part of it is, yes, trades can still be made. Trades can be made for players that have not played in Major League Baseball this season. Players that have not played in Major League Baseball or been on the 40-man roster this season can still be traded. So, for instance, if the Cubs have a guy in the Arizona Compound League, and the Marlins have a guy in the Florida Compound League, and they want to trade him, they can do that. That's totally legitimate, totally legal, totally permitted. If the Cubs have someone in AA who hasn't played at the major league level, hasn't been in on the 40-man roster, they can make a trade. So since I've already outed myself on that the trade is with Cincinnati. How familiar are you with this current Cincinnati Reds squad? Hitting has been a bit hit or miss. When they're hitting, they're dangerous. And of course, the Cubs are traveling to Cincinnati on Monday. So, um... What would you classify as the Cincinnati Reds 
Achilles heel. What would you classify as the Reds Achilles heel? It's been off and on. Their bullpen started off horribly. Absolutely horribly. Amir Garrett is in a terrible stretch. I don't know if he's done. I don't know if he's just having a bad year. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. Heath Hembry is their closer. Look that up. His ERA is 5.40. Sean Doolittle's ERA is 3.96. Usually he's a lot better than that. Lucas Sims is their fourth listed relief pitcher. His ERA is 5.34. Looks to They've added a couple of guys right at the stretch. Uh, Justin Wilson from the Yankees. I think he came from the Yankees. Grabbed a couple other names. Hoping, hoping somebody will actually get it done for him. If the Cubs are going to make a trade with the, the Reds, and I would recommend they look into it. One of the last available options the Cubs have to call up. And actually, that, that, it's kind of important. Uh, gee, what do I, what do I want to... Uh, line you can't cross. Once the Cubs call up a player to the major leagues, then the player cannot be traded. For instance, I'll use a guy that's not going to be traded. Um, ben Leeper. Ben Leeper, full, first full pro season. He could be traded. He could be traded for a prospect. But they, I, Cubs aren't going to do that. There's no real upside in it unless the prospect was going to be mega huge. And I doubt that the Reds would trade a mega, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. However, the best left-hander in the I-Cubs bullpen is Tony Singrani. Tony Singrani has not given up an earned run in his time in Des Moines this year. His time with the I-Cubs, he's not given up an earned run. I Honestly, I didn't look it up. I didn't look it up. I don't know if that's 17 innings or 27 innings. or I, I, I don't know how many innings it is. But he hasn't given up an earned run. He has not given up an earned run. Heath Hembry has an ERA of 5.40. Mir Garrett has an ERA of 6.23. Lucas Sims has an ERA of 5.34. Justin Wilson, I don't know if you trust him. I am. If the Reds are at a point where they would be willing to trust Tony Singrani, who has pitched before for Cincinnati. So there's there's something there. There's a um, familiarity. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I don't know. But there's a familiarity there. Would the Reds be interested in trading for Tony Singrani to attempt to upgrade their bullpen? Singrani's going to be a free agent this offseason anyway. You know, maybe he'd want to pitch for the Cubs next year. Maybe he'd want... Who knows? Probably he will go to the team that offers him a 40-man roster spot. That's what I'd do if I was in his situation. Hey, you're going to give me a 40-man roster spot? Cool, I'll sign with you guys. So the Cubs... Until... Um... Unless and until the Cubs call up Tony Singrani, they can still trade him. 
And until the end of the month, it might be useful for the Reds to trade for Tony Singrani. Again, I don't know how confident they are in their bullpen. I don't know. They, they've, uh, I've been kind of checking on Reds games here and there. Seems like they're in a lot of eight to one, eight to two games. Either way, their offense doesn't show up. Their pitching doesn't show. Up. You know, they lose eight to one, or else they do really well. They win six to one or six to two or something like that. I haven't really seen many, you know, seven five games recently with them, but uh, so let's assume. Let's just assume, because we're free to do that, that Cincinnati is marginally interested in trading for Tony Singrani. The Cubs are marginally interested in trading for someone from the Reds for Tony Singrani. That's just assuming there's a little bit of, you know, simpatico there. Um, what kind of stuff would you be looking for? For the Cubs to do a trade like this, I, I, I've completely bought into Fangraphs. I'm just, you know, I, I'll go to Fangraphs. I'll look at their stuff. I assume that Prospects Live or Baseball America... Or whoever yours is, whoever yours is, they all have valid, legitimate stuff. They all assess things fairly well, fairly equally, fairly whatever. But I like Fangraphs. I like Fangraphs because I've gotten used to their um, the way they're set up. Fangraphs, they have their big long big board sheet. I can click on C I N, and it flashes me all of their prospects who are 35-plus and up. All their prospects are 35-plus and up. And I'd say, you know what? If the Cubs are going to make a trade, if the Cubs are going to give away Tony Singrani to the Reds for the stretch run, I would want the Cubs to get a 35-plus or a 40 player in return. 35-plus or 40, either or. And uh, since, since I'm still of the mind that 2023 and 2024 are probably of more importance than 2022. I was looking mostly at players who were drafted 2019, 2020. I'd love a 2021 draft pick, but those guys can't be traded until after the draft. So I'm looking at guys 2019, 2020 draft international signings. Came up with four names. Three of them are 35 pluses. One of them is a 40 and... Surprise, 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 surprise. The 40 is apparently the better player, at least this year. You know, really no surprise there. But if it would come down to it, one of these four names for Tony Singrani, uh, it'd be tempting. It would be very tempting. Uh, some of the players don't really have a lot, whole lot to go on, and some of the players, the stuff that, to, that you are going on isn't necessarily all that, oh my goodness, this is incredible. But again, I, I'm, I'm trusting Fangraphs. If Fangraphs says a player is a 35+, plus, okay, I'm giving, I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Possibly there might be a 35 somewhere in the red system that might be more applicable, that might be a better get, 
Or maybe the Reds would, no, we're not going to let you have a 35-plus, regardless of what those numbers say. Maybe you can have somebody a little bit further down. For Tony Singrani, I'd do it. If it's a guy that's a legit 35, that the argument could be made they deserve the 35-plus. So there you go. So I looked at a couple of names, focusing mostly on 2020, 2019, and uh, yeah, so I went 2020 and 2019 editions. First name I wrote down, Joe Boyle. 2020 draft. I didn't jot down which round, but uh, let's see. It wasn't third round. Um, probably fourth round. Joe Boyle, 2020 draft. This year, he's been in the Arizona Compound League which started their games, what, about a month and a half ago? Something like that. Range bound, something like that. month ago, five weeks ago. Joe Boyle, three games, four innings pitched, and he is on the 60-day injured list, which that screams and hollers to me. You'd be trading for a guy who's coming off of Tommy John surgery or something similar. Would you be willing to trade Tony Singrani for a player coming off of Tommy John surgery? Hmm. Bangraff says he's a 35 plus. I'd do it. I I don't have I don't have any biases. If it's the Padres making that last postseason spot, if it's the Reds making the spot, if it's the um Braves making I, I don't really have any preference. I Whoever, whatever, whichever. Uh, I'm completely good with Joe Boyle coming over for Tony Singrani. Uh, three games, four innings pitched. Cool, do it. Michael Triana, 2019 international free agent signing. 35 plus from Cuba. He is... Uh, I want to say an outfielder. I think he's an outfielder. 227 batting average, 14 walks, 16 strikeouts, 3 steals, 3 caught stealing. Um, his OPS, I did not jot it down. I'm not going to go back and look. Triana's numbers did not look sensational by any stretch. Um, nothing there jumped out and bit me. But I was looking up Michael Triana because he's a 2019 international free agent signing. He's a 35-plus from Cuba. He's on the Daytona, which would be low A akin to Myrtle Beach. He's on their seven-day injured list. Would I take Michael Triana for Tony Singrani in a trade? Hmm. Probably wouldn't be the name I would push for. And there, uh, there might be a 35, a, a, a non-35 plus, a 35 or you know, something along those lines, uh, that I might prefer to Triana. And, of course, there are a whole bunch of other guys on the 35 or 40 lists that are not 2019 or 2020 acquisitions. Triana for Singrani? Hmm, okay, sure, why not? I, I don't have any... Um, Specific draw, didn't look like he was a particularly good power hitter, doesn't look like his 
running number his strikeouts and walks don't mesh very well but sure whatever Eric Yang 2019 35 plus UCSB catcher right fielder again did not write down which round 2019 draft right now he is with Dayton which is high A 190 batting average three home runs 612 OPS 26 walks, 52 strikeouts. Doesn't look particularly all that impressive. Dayton is quite similar to South Bend. Eric Yang, if it was Eric Yang, could put him directly on South Bend. Um, Compete for innings both in the outfield and behind the plate. Again, wouldn't be a dream addition, but Prospects Live likes him. So those those three are all mm, okay. N- r- really nothing jumping out and biting me. Bryce Bonin, I wrote down. 2020 draft pick. Third round out of Texas Tech. Right-handed pitcher. And I noticed something that did jump out and bite me. He was a 2017 Cubs 26th round draft pick. I knew the name rang a bell for some reason. I knew the name rang a bell for some reason. And that's what it was. Texas Tech right-handed pitcher. He's in Dayton. High A. Similar to South Bend. Six games, six starts. As I remember, he missed a bunch of time at the start of the year because I'd looked up Bryce Bonin earlier and he hadn't pitched in any games. So he has six games, six starts, all somewhat recently. 29 innings pitched, 15 hits, six walks, 39 strikeouts. Now, let's go through that again. Bryce Bonin, 2020, third round draft pick, out of Texas Tech. 2017 Cubs 26th round draft pick. In Daytona, high A, 6 games, 6 starts, 29 innings, 15 hits, 6 walks, 39 strikeouts. Bonin is a 40. He's not a 35 plus. He is a 40. If the Cubs are going to make a trade for... Tony Singrani with the Reds. The Cubs are going to make a trade. And I think they should look into it. They really should look into it because really what's what's the difference between Tony Singrani pitching 14 innings down the stretch with the Cubs and Tony Singrani getting traded? Really, you know, what's the difference? Um, the year is what it is. If the Cubs can get a player even remotely resembling Bryce Bonin's numbers. Six games, six starts, 29 innings pitch, 15 hits, six walks, 39 strikeouts, all somewhat recently. First off, it would make sense for the Cubs. It would make sense for the Cubs doing that trade. Would it make sense for for Cincinnati? 
I don't think Bryce Bonin is going to be one of those guys that anyone would consider in any pipeline a top 15 guy. I'm not seeing it. He's a good pitcher. But as far as top 15, I'm not seeing it. Third round draft pick, not a second round draft pick, not a first round draft pick. Um, he still has a distance to go. It's very possible Bryce Bonin could be a major league pitcher. It's very possible Bryce Bonin would not be a major league pitcher. It's very, very, very possible Bryce Bonin gets a look, gets up to major leagues, and whoever it is that has him says, yeah, but nah, really nah. It's very possible that any of the three options, he could be legitimate, he could be a try him out and send him back, kind of guy, or he could not even arrive. All three seem completely plausible with Bryce Bonin. Would Tony Singrani make the Reds' bullpen better? Would Tony Singrani make the Reds a more likely team to make the NL playoffs? There's a question. It's, it's wide open. Would Tony Singrani make the Reds a better team? That's the question. If Tony Singrani would markedly upgrade the... Back when I was talking about the uh, Cubs trade for trade with the White Sox when they sent Ryan Tapera to the White Sox. The White Sox need to upgrade their bullpen. The Cubs sent them Tapera. He upgraded their bullpen. So giving up something to upgrade their bullpen made sense. And the guy that they gave up in Bailey Horn, very, very, very like Bryce Bonin in that he could be really good or he could be absolutely nothing. Either way. And either way. So, I don't think... I would be being too... Hor I, I looked at another name and I said, no, that, that would be asking for way too much. would be asking for way too much to ask for this one specific player. Bryce Bonin, something along the line, lines... Wow, you know what I said, even though I didn't say it. Something along the lines of Bryce Bonin would be a very realistic return for Tony Singrani if the Reds think... Tony Singrani would upgrade their bullpen. I don't know what the Reds think about their bullpen. After the Cubs series with them ends on Wednesday, we might have a better idea. But uh, the Reds' bullpen was really good against the Cubs the last time the Cubs came through Cincinnati. And then they it looked like they had their bullpen kind of figured out, but then that didn't end up being the case. Tony Singrani can still be traded. The Reds can use an upgrade in their bullpen. To me, it kind of makes sense. Tony Singrani for Bryce Bonin. If I was the Cubs, I would do it. If I was the Reds, I would probably fight really hard to try to give back something less than Bryce Bonin. And if you get to a situation where, you know, you, you, you do the drop-down arrow. You do the drop-down arrow, and you have the top 40 prospects or whatever it is. 
Cubs have their list. Reds have their list. Similar, not exactly the same. And the Cubs start pounding for, I want one of these five guys. I want one of these five guys, and I really want Bonin. I want it to be Bonin. Then the if that ends up being the case, if that ends up being the discussion, the Reds have to decide, is Singrani the type of guy that can make the difference that can put us over the top? And if yes, they have to decide, how much are we willing to surrender? And indivision in doesn't matter at all. Indivision doesn't really matter at all. After all, it's Bryce Bonin. You know, it's not like they're giving up one of their top seven draft picks, uh, one of their top seven prospects. Bryce Bonin is a guy. Bryce Bonin is a guy, and he's not, um, he's not mission essential for the Reds' bullpen. But something along those lines for Tony Singrani, the Cubs would be foolish to not look for something like that. If they can get something even remotely like Bryce Bonin for Tony Singrani, they ought to do it. The Cubs should explore trading Tony Singrani to the Reds if the Reds think Tony Singrani will improve their bullpen. They should do it. Unless they find a different team who has another guy who hasn't been on the 40-man roster or in Major League Baseball this year, they can improve their bullpen because I don't buy into the Reds' bullpen at all. And the Reds are close. The Reds are close. And if they get into a wild-card game against the Dodgers, they might want to have a bullpen. might want to have a bullpen. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Be nice to others, and have a nice rest of your weekend.